You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hey, I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison of the Double X Files. And, um, happy almost Halloween. Yay! Yay! So spoops. <laughs> Super spoops. My aunt asked, what is spoops? <laughs> and I guess, well, how would you explain what spoops are? It's like, um, it's like something that's meant to be spooky, but it's so dumb it's cute. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that in the Double X Files, and there's a lot of that in the X Files. Yeah. Uh, this episode, though, um, not just spoops, but spooks You as would well. say it's fully spooks? Yeah. Yeah, some Ooh. of it was kind of gross. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of scared. There's some things that I was scared at, which is weird because I haven't been scared since like in a while. Shadows, yeah. maybe. Shadows was the last one. Yeah. Um, this one was pretty good, except for the weird salamander hand. Salamander hander. <laughs> That's what he gives himself at night. Hey. Hey Wow, like. One minute in, and we're all I was making... saving that joke for later. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Not... I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm okay. so sorry. I'm gonna make it again anyway. Okay, that's good. Okay, uh, this is episode 16, Young at Heart. Allison, could you please inform us of what this episode was about? Absolutely. Here is the Netflix description for Young at Heart. A criminal believed to have died in prison years earlier wages a vendetta against Mulder. I was totally wrong on my prediction. Yeah, you were way off. I was like, it was. It's a killer. That's a child and needs to, Need, uh, but is a hundred years old. Needs to eat hearts. Needs to eat hearts to survive. Yeah, you were way off. I wanted a child murderer, is what I wanted. I know because what we we had Eve. That was a horrible child. That children. was some roof stoof. Yeah, so I wanted to redo that, so I was wrong. So I'm like, I don't know, like 10 out of 16. Yeah. I'm still better than 50%. Yeah, you're doing well. Excellent. Well, I am obviously an X-Files expert. Yeah, you're an X-Files savant. <laughs> I sure am. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk about this. Um I'd like to know, maybe later you can look up the Wikipedia article for us, and I'd like to know um, the director and what else they've done. Sure. Because I feel like I've seen this style before, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of wanted to know what the other ones are. Uh, really cool um, shots at the beginning. A man in the wheelchair in a prison. Uh, the shots are very low, kind of on his wheelchair. It's really neat. And he stumbles upon someone screaming and yelling and a doctor who is experimenting on one of the fellow um, inmates. And the doctor's like, you didn't see nothing. Mm -hmm. This man died. He's dead. And then his hand is gone. Yeah. And um, he's got, uh, the dead guy's got these blue, I like to say vulture eyes because my kids study the telltale heart. Um, <laughs> these dead blue vulture eyes that signifies the fear of death within the narrator. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's called an allegory. Blah, blah, Look blah. Look it up, bitches. Well, that, the vulture eye isn't the allegory. The, yeah, the, yeah. Anyway, anyway. Yes. So, this guy in the wheelchair is, saw something he was not supposed to see. Mm-hmm. And that did come up later. But here we have this dead man that's not really a dead man. Um, and then it goes to... Oh, it goes to uh, Mulder and Scully showing up at the department store. Oh, yeah. They're walking the around uh, Granville Street right near where the bay is and the London Drugs. Yeah, we see the... Um, what's the sausage place called? Mr. Tube Steak. Yeah, Mr. Tube Steak. Oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah tube Steaks. Is that, is, was that corner, is that where the, um, London Drugs is right yep. there? Yeah. Okay. The low, low dro. The low dro. Yeah. Okay. And the tube steak. So there's apparently, instead of London Drugs, it's a, uh. Department store. Department which store. I think is just the interior of the bay. Probably. 
And there was a heist? There was a... Yeah, someone stole something, but he also killed a salesperson. Yes. They killed a salesperson. They killed, yes. And it left a note. They left a note as well. Fox can't guard the chicken coop, which I appreciated that they're making fun. Finally, someone is making fun of Fox Mulder's first name. Yeah, it's so fucking dumb. (laughs) Once again, we're continuing the Mulder hate. Yeah. Uh, Actually, this episode... No, he's not so bad. He's not so bad in this episode. I like... Um, Probably because we get more of his backstory, which we like. Yeah. When we you always ex- like him a bit more when we hear his backstory. We understand him. Like, Lepa said he was kind of bland oatmeal, but this yeah. one, he's he was got spicy, and I didn't mind that. <laughs> oh, boy. Spicy tater tots, huh? <laughs> That's what they called him in the academy. Yeah, that was his nickname, Spicy Tater Tots. Some They just sometimes call him Tots. Tots? Yeah. T-Tots? T-Tots. S-P- S-T-Tots? S-P-T-Tots. <laughs> or S-T-T? Can you guys start calling me T-Tots? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm super into it. Um, so uh, Mulder strolls up and Agent Reggie Purdue is there. And I guess they know each other because Mulder obnoxiously starts chanting, Reggie, Reggie, Reggie. And I'm like, oh, God, Mulder's that guy who when you invite him to a house party, you're like, why did I invite this guy? Mulder's wearing a toga. And- or you don't invite him and he just shows up. <laughs> wearing a toga, wanting to do keg stands. You're yeah. like, bro, this is not. No. Okay. Like, I'm having so much fun. Do you have any cocaine? <laughs> Yeah, he's that guy. Yeah, he is. Uh, well, but you know what? God bless T-Tots. Not you, the other T-Tots. Oh, okay. Spicy T-Tots. Spicy T-Tots. Because. I'm regular Because T-tots. Because last episode, he was bland. Yeah. This episode, he's kind of his spunky self. Yeah. So I'm okay with him with Reggie, Reggie, Reggie. Uh, and Reggie's like, I got something that's going to blow your fucking mind. Yeah. I'm thinking, what could it be? Because Moeller has seen absolutely everything <laughs> and has those things on slides and shows other people those things. So what yep. could this be? And it turns out it's a note uh, that's again, Fox can't guard the hen house. And it's written by his, basically his mortal enemy named Barnett. Yeah. Uh, who um, we find out later... Basically, this was Mulder's first case yeah. of, 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 and Mulder kind of had to hunt him down. And we find out later that Mulder kind of made a mistake and Barnett killed two people. Yeah. Um, well, Mulder followed regulation, which led to Barnett killing two people. Which is kind of like, oh, now Mulder doesn't follow any regulations at all anymore. Yeah. So this is why. And I guess I understand that. Now that we sense. know why he's a loose cannon. Yeah. Okay. I'm starting to understand him more. Doesn't mean I have to like him certainly not uh but i understand him more okay i'm better than that mm-hmm. um so uh, but but this this man was in jail and he was supposedly he he died he died three years ago yeah um so they bring this note to the handwriting lady who's spicy we i like her. love her yeah she's super cool she even made like a sex joke like yeah. give me 10 minutes that's more than you last yeah, sort of thing. she's like, not that I'd personally know, which yeah. lets us know they've never banged. But perhaps the door is open for yeah. a banging. If you're joking like that, I mean, and no one's calling HR. <laughs> I don't think Mulder would call HR on anyone. In fact, I think people call HR on Mulder. Oh, all the time. <laughs> With the touching. and They're the, like, why are you touching me? And why are you touching talking. me? Please stop. I'm calling human resources right now. And the close talking. Yeah. Um, no, I like spicy hand, hand, handwriting lady yeah she's great she said well this note was written this note was written within the past 24 hours yeah uh it it is barnett's hand like a 95 percent yeah for barnett and it's right-handed yeah yeah um and apparently we find out like but barnett's right hand was cut off so what's with that that's weird yeah um then we kind of get more it unfolds about Mulder and his history backstory with barnett because Scully digs further with Reggie, and Reggie shows Scully the video of the shootout. Yeah, and how um, Barnett is has a hostage, um, and there's policemen in front of him. Mulder's kind of sneaking in the back, and Mulder could have taken the shot. He had a clear shot yeah. of Barnett, but he chose to wait because he didn't want to shoot the hostage. But unfortunately, Barnett shoots the hostage and another man, uh, another policeman. Yeah. Um, so this painted a picture of Fox Mulder being, you know, that gives us a bit, a chunk of his backstory. Totally. And he's kind of, 
he's kind of he doesn't like the fact that Scully knows this. Yeah, he doesn't seem to like that she's like looking into his past, and he's like, "I've got more important things to worry about." I mean, there's this guy writing me haikus, and we're just like, "Okay, that that note he wrote you could not be further from a haiku. <laughs> that is definitively not a haiku." Snow, snow falling on Mount Fuji. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he gets. I'm like, oh, okay. I here is the Mulder we know now, who mm-hmm. is like angry because he has a past but we don't know his past and his sister and then this thing and this is why he doesn't follow regulations yeah and then you're like okay i get you Mulder. and then the next shot is him uh oh he mentions that you know i basically killed this hostage because i didn't act yeah and then i killed this officer this fbi officer who has a wife and kids and one of his kids goes is a star a football player yeah. and you know that's on me and they were like oh Mulder that's sad poor guy and and then and then the next shot is Mulder watching this kid's football game which is super creepy which is it pulls Mulder from like sympathetic mm-hmm. to again Mulder is a creepo yeah to like stop being a weirdo Mulder come yeah, on yeah we like come we on. understand that but like this this kid doesn't have a dad, and now this creepy FBI agent is, like, watching him grow up. Uh-huh, yeah. That'd be weird. Super weird. Like, Mommy, who's... It's Christmas time, and it's like, Mommy, who's that? Is it Santa Claus? No, 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 child. Don't... Just look away. That's... That's Fox Mulder. We don't want to talk to him. <laughs> Why not? I've seen him. He watches me when I'm at school. I no. see him everywhere. No, don't, don't, don't look at him, honey. Don't, don't look at him. Oh like, it just... It was just... It's kind of weird. It was weird. It's like, it's supposed to be, it, remember that, um, geez, was it Conduit when we're trying to paint Mulder as sympathetic because his sister's gone and mm-hmm. we're like, oh, poor Mulder. And then he strokes that. The photo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he strokes the photo <laughs> of the, like, 10-year-old girl. And we're like, okay, well. <laughs> this is the same thing for Yeah, me. every time he's sympathetic, he does something weird. He does, he does something really weird. Like, you're not that sympathetic like for. okay you're also a weirdo so <laughs> so we go from we go from uh fox molder being oh you know poor baby to this being oh well you're creepy again uh he goes to his car and his car is open which you think he would learn about locking his goddamn car after fire I after mean, fire it- well but uh and something's in there it's an envelope full of actually really nice headshots of him yeah so someone did him a favor. <laughs> yeah, they took his headshots. He could send those out to an oh, agency right now. They're I'm actually sure they take him on. They were actually pretty smoldering. Yeah, they really captured his essence. Yeah, his hair essence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, so I wrote nice headshots, but basically it was it was the Barnett gave him another message. Yeah. Saying I'm basically watching you, and doesn't Mulder like shout out into the day yeah he's like i'll find you you asshole and all the kids are like what is going on stop yelling mister please stop following mister my mom says i can't talk to you (laughs) (laughs) um i like i like this molder yeah i like molder slowly going crazy yeah that's fair that is a good look for him because he's already like halfway there but like frantic psychopathic molder like on the edge like i like that i like this episode molder yeah yeah i don't when do we see him in the courtroom uh later on okay yeah this is the one oh well before we get to the courtroom it's like reggie kind of talking to him and molder's like he's alive yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i know it and he and, and no one's gonna believe him because you know Barnett was pronounced dead yeah. and there was a death certificate, and Reggie kind of tells Mulder, <laughs> my favorite line of the episode, when you walked in here the first day after the academy, you pissed me off just looking at you, <laughs> and I'm like, well, thank God, someone else. We're not alone. <laughs> um, and he kind of says like. I've heard rumors about Spooky Molder, and it's unfortunate because you were such a bright kid, and now you're obsessed. Yeah, he kind of said, like, oh, people at the agency had had such... High hopes high for High hopes you. for him, and they had such plans for him, and he just kind of descended into his own little spiral of madness. In the basement. In the basement. With his slides. And his pencils. <laughs> his pencils and the ceiling. Yep. Yeah, and it's like, you've become a... What does he say? You become a... Um, 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 
He uses a specific word that I completely forget. Oh. A liability. Oh. A liability. You become a liability. So Mulder's like, well, is someone setting me up in the agency? Yeah. And so Mulder's just going freaking Mulder. Like, full Mulder. Full. Ne- you never go full Mulder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he is. He's going full Mulder. Is someone setting me up or is this Barnett or what's going on? Yeah. I like it. I like that he's going full Mulder because we've had Bland Mulder for a couple episodes. So we don't like him. Bland Mulder, oatmeal Mulder, or Mulder in T-tops. a hospital. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hospital. So, so, so this is like, we're 100% more Mulder. We prefer T-Tots to oatmeal Mulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like T-Tots Mulder to, to oatmeal Mulder. But I prefer hospital bed Mulder the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the greatest because then Skelly's doing all the work. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, so this episode, I don't, I, um, I was cool with him. Cool. I was cool with him. Were you cool with him? Yeah, I was cool with him. Yeah. I like those. Yeah. So I hope there's more of this. Um, This is where we get the flashback. Yeah. Okay. So I love this part. We flashback to the trial of John Barnett where um, Mulder is a witness and he's talking about what happened. And I guess it seems like it's the defense. Like it seems like it's Barnett's attorney that's questioning him. Yeah. And um, so she's saying, you know, like what happened that night? Can you explain? And he's, you know, giving a pretty good account of the truth of like, well, Barnett had the hostage. He was going to kill the hostage. He did kill the hostage and he killed this other guy. But it's just so funny as she's talking, you're like, how is this line of questioning helping Barnett's case at all? Yeah, it doesn't Like really it's seem- not good lawyering no no it's not helping his case i'm just a southern country lawyer (laughs) and then at the end she the woman's like okay i'm done and we're like well you've effectively achieved nothing and Mulder just starts shouting and he says he shot the guy the guy had he had two kids and a wife i almost said two wives and a kid and um (laughs) and you shot him i hope you die like an animal you son of a bitch yes Mulder. and we're like jesus I'm okay, but like, I was I was like reel it in a little. But, oh yeah? yeah, I was like spicy, spicy tater tot. All right, <laughs> I'm okay with this Mulder. Oh boy, and then uh, I like yelling Mulder. Yeah, I because there's emotion. I like yelling Scully more than yelling. Oh Mulder. my god, I will take yelling yelling Scully over any type of Mulder any day. But 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 like passionate crazed Mulder, mm-hmm. that's cool to me. <laughs> Because then he's like, he's he's cool. He's like Fonzie cool again. Yeah. Remember we talked about like our first couple episodes, how as a kid you thought Mulder was supposed to be the coolest. Yeah, yeah. And now he's like lame oatmeal. Yeah. But this is when he's cool again. Totally. He's he's wearing a leather jacket and everything now. He's he's banging his fist on the um on the jukebox. The jukebox. And it just plays. And it plays. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how cool he is. So I appreciated this. So um, so he walks back to the stands and stands by Reggie Perdue, and then Barnett kind of looks over at him, and he says, I'm going to get you, and then he kisses the air. He makes a kissy face. He makes a kissy face. Mwah. <laughs> That's how I asked Colin out on our first date. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to get you. <laughs> I love it. He was cool with it. <laughs> he was into it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we went to Red Robin on our first date. Oh, really? Yeah. Red Robin. Yeah. Cool. We got ourselves some giant bergs. Fell asleep. That sounds amazing, actually. <laughs> sounds like the perfect date. Endless bottomless fries. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tower of onion rings. Oh, my God. Um, then they go to Mulder and Scully go to the prison uh, where this whole situation happened at the beginning. And uh, because they kind of find out that uh, Barnett in his will willed all his personal stuff so I guess like his cigarettes and slippers yeah to um, I don't even get his name guy yeah, in the wheelchair no, another inmate another inmate guy in a wheelchair um, and so they go and interview him and it comes out that um, this guy in the wheelchair this inmate was the last one to see Barnett alive yeah sp- su- supposedly dead his <laughs> His hand got cut off. It's basically what we saw at the beginning. So he had a hand infection. He had a hand. How do you get, I guess, like, you put your hand on it? scrape your hand or something and it gets infected. That's terrifying. Oh, yeah. Like getting a cut and then, like, it just, everything falls off. Yeah. That still happens. Oh, absolutely. That's crazy. It's very crazy. Wash your hands, people. (laughs) (laughs) Don't take the bus, people. Um, uh, What was I going to say? Um, the doctor, the wheelchair guy kind of tells Mulder and Scully that, that 
it looks like the doctor was experimenting on Yeah, him. because the guy's official cause of death, Barnett's official cause of death was a heart attack. But he had had a physical the month before that said he was perfectly fine, except for this infection in his hand. That's the only reason he was in the medical wing. Because he cut his hand and then didn't wipe, you know, he wiped his butt. Hey, he lives in a, he lives in a prison, so. So, yeah, you gotta wash your hands. Yeah. Um, but also the, the wheelchair inmate uh, also says, you know, I knew he was alive because he looked at me. He blinked yeah. at me. And we saw that, too, at the beginning Mm -hmm. um, of the thing. So Mulder and Scully are like, well, maybe this is Barnett. Maybe he isn't dead. Uh, And this is where they get that phone call. Yeah, they get a super spooky phone call from Barnett. Really cool shot. Mm -hmm. It's like like the nose is lit up, but the kind of the silhouette of the eye. So it looks very unnatural. Looking at the silhouette of his eye, his eyelashes, and, like, the slight protrusion of his eyeball was really fascinating. It's really cool. Like, you could see the eye kind of twitch as he looked around. Yeah. So he's, like, just sounding super aggressive. Yeah. And it was basically Mulder saying, well, how do I know you were you? And he and, and Barnett's just playing with him. Yeah. And they uh, they record and try to trace the call. And he knows that they're doing both those things. Yeah. And um and then Mulder says, he's hip to the trace which made me laugh very hard. Um, there's our Mulder. There's again. our Mulder. Uh he also says, which delights me, well, he's from New Hampshire, so he has a slight accent. Yeah. And I lived in New Hampshire and geez do I know that slight accent. <laughs> it's like New Hampshire accents are very slightly Bostonian. Oh really? But you're up north, so you get a bit of Canadian, like northern Canadian Ooh, almost in it. Um, but they say the one word that, like, when I lived in, New- in case you didn't know, I lived in New Hampshire for my entire high school career. <laughs> and the one word that they call- they say is wicked. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's super wicked. <laughs> oh, wow. And and that caught on. I used it all the time. Then I came here and dropped it because I sound like an asshole <laughs> <laughs> or a mass hole. Am I right? Oh, golly. Massachusetts. Yet again, <laughs> here I come for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and does Barnett sound um, from uh, as a New Hampshireite? Um, slightly. Yeah. I guess so. From New England, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. I just, I just like when they include a, such a stupid state like New Hampshire. No one, <laughs> no one talks about New Hampshire. You, you know, there was one president from New Hampshire. Do you know him? No, was it Franklin Pierce? Do you know him now? Nope. See exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. No one knows about New Hampshire. <laughs> it's it's Vermont's uglier little sister. <laughs> oh Lord. Well, bigger sister who's very aggressive and loves guns. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Now it's Reggie time. Okay, so we're at Reggie's house. He's yeah. fallen asleep with a book on his chest, and someone is inside his home. Yeah. Okay, this is where the spoop comes. The spook. I, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the people walking along the hallway yeah. in the dark, and then there's someone in your house opening doors, and they're there, and you feel like you're there, but you don't know. That terrifies me. Yeah. I, I don't like that. Oh, God, no. I hate it. Did I tell you um, two, three nights ago, mornings ago, last weekend actually, um, I was sleeping on our pull-out couch because my husband has been snoring and I can't sleep, <laughs> so I have to go to the other room. But it was in the morning and I something dropped in our bathroom. I think it was a cup or something. Oh. And I screamed the loudest scream I have ever screamed twice. Oh, my God. Thinking that, A, someone was in the room with me, and, B, they were going to kill me. Oh, my God. And oh, it was geez, the scariest honey. feeling. And Colin comes running out, like, in his boxers, shaking, like, oh, my God, are you dead? What's going on? But that was terrifying. That sounds terrifying. So now, like, this, this whole situation in this X-Files terrifies me. Oh, no. Home invasion terrifies me i hope you sleep okay we'll see (laughs) (laughs) oh god um so poor reggie yeah reggie bites it um uh, barnett comes in with his sweet little black oj simpson gloves and strangles the shit out out of him while Mulder's on the phone with him yeah um and and then he leaves a note because you always leave a note (laughs) that's why we leave notes (laughs) 
Um, so Reggie dies. They go to Reggie's place to investigate, and oh no, it's oh no, it's the, the they leave the no, the yeah, they get no, the note, and, and then um, so then they go talk to a doctor that knew the doctor that had operated on Barnett at the the um, penitentiary. Oh yeah, and this doctor who who operated in Barnett. He was let go, his his license was let go because misuse of government funds. Yeah. Which if I were ever, like, my teacher license was taking away, that's how I want it to happen. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, you, apparently... But, but joke's on them. They never give us any money anyway. Ayo! Ayo! <laughs> I hope um, Christy Clark isn't, no, isn't listening to this. I hope she is. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> We get political. Oh God! Um, so, uh, so this doctor, Doctor Ripley, uh, had been. I speak. Sorry, speaking of politics. Yeah. When this um, broadcast comes out, we'll have had possibly a new prime minister in Canada. We can only fucking hope so. <laughs> I don't want to make a prediction about yes or no, but God, we hope we have we a new prime minister. Very hard. In the future, maybe future... TBH, don't care who it is, as long as it's not the one we have now. <laughs> Honestly, couldn't care. <laughs> okay, that's our politics for the moment. Um, oh, yeah, doctor was let go because... Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, the doctor was mis- uh, misuse of government funds. Um, his whole dealio was he wanted to, there was a disease that kids were getting. Do you have the disease written now? Progeria. Progeria. It's when you get older real, real, real quick. Yeah. So you're like a baby, but you look like an old man. Yeah, you're like nine, you look like you're 90. But a lot lot of babies look like they're old men anyway. So true. (laughs) They all, literally all. They all look like old. old, Regardless of the gender of the baby. They all look like old men. They all look like old men. Um... Uh, so he, the whole deal was he tries to slow down human, uh, growth. Yeah. So that he can help these kids, uh, and like kind of slow down their aging so that it fights the disease in that way. But it comes out that he doesn't really care about the kids. Yeah. He's he like, only cares about the research and being famous or whatever. Yeah. Fountain of youth, et cetera, et cetera. So he is, he kind of escapes and he was last seen in like South America way. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, with the boys of brazil etc everyone else calls him dr mengala uh, i don't get that reference to the the nazi doctor oh yeah who experimented on got it people i didn't um, know that name specifically yeah joseph mengala and got they it. um so they experiment on him i mean whoa what no he experimented on human <laughs> subjects even though he was not given clearance to do so and that's why they took his ama yes. license yes um, uh, ask me anything license yeah his for to do amas on reddit yeah that's what uh, that's for <laughs> um and this is sort of where it all comes together and Mulder begins to realize that in fact um barnett ha- has benjamin buttoned <laughs> benjamin buttoned hard yeah he has benjamin button syndrome uh because of the doctor's intervention and he is becoming younger yes so instead of looking for an older version of barnett they're actually looking for a younger version um this is where it gives me the soups creeps. You got the soups creeps. You got the soups creeps. Yeah. Boops. Because Scully is tippy tapping on her on her computer about yeah. this case and there's a shot of a gloved hand, but I screamed, "Dude, that's a webbed hand. Yeah. It looked like a like a duck hand." It's a sketchy hand. I didn't like it. You're like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "No, that is a webbed hand." Totally missed it. Really gross. Um and then there was that music. Yeah, it was like an opera music. It was very intense. Yeah, it was super and, um, intense. The lighting and cinematography in Scully's house was really great. And once again, Scully gets home invasioned. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, why? Scully, no. I wrote great cinematogs. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Oh, well, I didn't enjoy that scene because it's terrifying. No, you were terrified. Um, oh. And then as this guy is skulking around her house, there's a knock at her door. Yeah, skulking. And then, well, late, like, he's in the house the whole time. Yeah, like he's forever. Just out. He's just oh, out. that is um, terrible. So like, I have a big house. Someone could live in my basement and not even know, and oh, that God, terrifies that. me. <laughs> I do have people living in my basement. Oh my God! They rent it. Oh. <laughs> did, did I did I tell you that before I moved into this house, I had a dream that there was a giant wolf with giant glowing eyes that lived in my basement. You did, yeah. yeah. And it was terrifying. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> 
I hate my basement. It's Aww. so scary. I like it down there. That's where we have forts. That's true. We did. That's where the double X fort was. <laughs> where Wolf was, too. Um, so, Home Invasion. Uh, <laughs> I put, have I mentioned how much I dislike the concept of Home Invasion? <laughs> you have, in fact. Yes. Um, so, here's the doctor. Yeah, it's Dr. Ripley. He has, or Ridley, I, maybe I'm saying it wrong. He comes to talk to them. Uh, Which is weird because I wrote like, how, why are you here? How do you know this is the place to go? How do you know Scully? Not a clue. Yeah, that's weird. That's one of those things that they left hanging. Yeah. That I wish they didn't. Yeah. It's not, is it too much to ask X-Files to have everything tied up? It is apparently, yes. Like everything else was fine, I think. More or less. I yeah. mean, I'm sure we can nitpick everything. Oh, yeah, we love doing that. Yeah. We are not an, uh, <laughs> we are not an X-Files podcast that, quote unquote enjoys all the x-files no certainly not if you wanted to listen to that then i i don't know there's a lot of other ones yep there's actually one in town too uh not another x-files podcast they love x-files we um much more positive than we are we don't necessarily we reserve our opinion on a case-by-case basis we love scully we love scully but everything else we would burn the world for scully (laughs) i yes that is true um so uh, lizard oh yeah 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 so the doctor's talent he basically reveals everything yeah he's go ahead yeah and they're like oh what a so he says you know i did this thing to him so that he unages or whatever because i needed to test on human subjects and actually i'm dying um and they're like okay but what about his hand and he's like well i managed to grow it back and they're like a human hand and he's like no and this is where we we learn uh definitively that what he has is a salamander hander (laughs) it's still funny even though i used it at the top of the podcast I'm so glad because I was very, very excited about that. So they're like, he has a what? A salamander hander. <laughs> he's a lizard man. Am- yeah, he's Sorry. a reptoid. Uh, well, no, not reptoid. Amphibian toid? <sighs> Salamanders are amphibians. Yeah. yeah. They're really cute. They are pretty damn cute. They're adorable. Um, With their little slimy, chubby face. <laughs> they look like... They look like um, they look like, you know, the baby, baby Sinclair from the dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. That's their, that's the face that they have. Totally. Uh, so he has a salamander hander. Yeah. Um, and he says, like, I'm an outcast in the medical community. Well, I said, God damn right you are. You're giving people lizard hands. <laughs> that's what you get. Like, doctor, I got a cough. Well, here's a salamander hander. <laughs> Just hand him out. Salamander handed him out. Still funny. Yeah. Still, still got good, it. Still good. Um, <laughs> um, no, oh. Is this when he calls again? No, Deep Throat. Oh, yeah. Mulder goes to meet with his dad, Deep Throat. Like, I don't know. They're kind of throwing this. I don't know. They really chucked him in. Hey. Well, because basically what Ridley said was like, oh, this whole thing is a conspiracy. The government started paying him of to do course. the research. And then Barnett of stole course. all the research. Yes. So now the government's after him. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, so he... Mulder sits down with Deep Throat, and Deep Throat basically says, like, yeah, we didn't handle it very well, and yeah, he stole all the research, and yeah, we'll do basically anything to get it back now. Yeah, and Mulder's like, well, what, you know, this man is a killer. Are you going to make a deal with him? And Deep Throat's like, yeah, goddamn right we're making a deal with him. <laughs> Obviously. Like, you know, this man knows the key to eternal life, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, brings me to my question. If, well, I, I was going to ask, if you could have eternal life, would you? Eternal life or eternal yeah. youth? Life and then youth. Oh. If I could have eternal life, could I still be killed at any time? Or it's just um, you just keep living, but, or is it like you absolutely can't no, be killed No, I feel like life? it would be like if you wanted to get rid of yourself, you could. It okay, wouldn't then be, I'm into it. It wouldn't be like a Deadpool no, situation. No, if I can off myself at any time, I'm fi- then that sounds yeah, great. Yeah, you're cool with that? Yeah. And then you wouldn't get any younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you wouldn't get any older. I like that. I'm down okay. with that 100%. So you're fine with all your friends getting older and you're the hot, sweet, hot bitch? Like... Yeah, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm so into it. Yeah. We talked about your fear of death greatly across this oh, podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's no surprise. I knew the answer. I'm into both these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, I told I, I'm, I told my husband, like, when I'm 30, I'm just going to walk in front of a bus. Because, <laughs> like, oh, man. Anything more than that. My mom always says that kind of thing. She always says, like, hey, if I start to lose it, just kill me. Yeah. And I'm like, mom. I know. What? It sounds horrible, but, like, 
oh, I don't want, like, my body's already degrading. Yeah. I got crickety cracks. I got, my back hurts. My body's a garbage sack. So. Yeah, so, like, I don't want my body to get more of a garbage no, sack. that sounds terrible. Like, dude, like, it's like a roller coaster. We're on our way down. Yeah, we are on the way down. On the outs. It's We're on the outs. This has been very depressing. <laughs> Uh, let's carry on with the show. Okay. Just thought I'd mention that. Yeah, thank you for reminding me of my own Okay, but, but if you had to be alive forever, but you had to have salamander hands. Yeah. You'd be still be okay yeah. with that? I would not. I don't like it. Ninja You're Turtle. Not into it. No, that was kind of gross. It's just the hands, I mean. Just, well, you do they, a lot with your hands. Functional. Well, kind of. You still write with it. Well, I guess he could write with it, but. As long as I can type, I'm happy. Maybe you can't. Maybe you can't because it's web, so you can't, like, okay, reach. He probably could type, though. <laughs> He's going to touch type. Could you touch type your entire unmortal life? I mean, if all fails, you can always mash the keyboard to order a special <laughs> dialing wand, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I put... Does he call them again now? Oh, no. Well, yeah, no, this is when Scully's in the... Um, Scully is in the shower. Oh, yeah. And her phone goes off. And then he's checked all her messages. He's checked all her messages. So he was in the house oh, listening to her messages. God, that's terrifying. It's pretty awful. That's awful. I've heard stories of like, like you live in your house and then someone there's like a squatter up in the attic or whatever. I love those stories. They're I hate those stories. They're oh, fascinating. I hate those stories. They're I'm terrifying. I couldn't imagine. Like, I guess it'd be cool if like. I left out, like, a jar of peanut butter for them, and then they're happy, and you don't have yeah, to, like... Yeah. But it's just, like, the concept of, like, they're in your house, bro. Yeah. Like, that's your personal world, man. Ugh. Anyway, um, Salamander Hander has been checking out Scully's messages. Yeah, and so... And knows that Scully's mom calls for mm-hmm. no reason, and that Scully's going to a cellist... Uh, thing. Yeah, she's going to see her friend play cello. At the Orpheum Theater. At the Orpheum Theater. Yeah. Um... When does he call them? Then, then, then. Okay, so he calls them yeah. again, and he makes the most disgusting noise. Yeah. When Mulder picks up the phone, it sounds like, <laughs> And then throughout the entire... It sounds like my husband when he's snoring. Jesus. That's why I have to sleep in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> throughout the entire rest of the phone call, he sounds as if, as he's speaking to them, he is jerking it off. Yeah. Like, he just sounds like he's completely masturbating as he talks to them. He's giving himself a salamandy handy. <laughs> and he's just going for broke. Yeah. So, it's disgusting. I just needed you to know that. It was really disgusting. He's jerking it. And the hand was super disgusting, too. But I guess we would create a delightful seal on whatever genitals you have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it would seal I guess it very it's, nicely. It's not so bad. And then it would make a... Oh, no. Apologies. Well, no. No apologies. <laughs> It says, no ex- it says explicit for a reason. Courtney, friends. we don't kink shame people on this no, podcast. No, we don't. We don't. If you love salamander handies. You're salamander handies. You're a scaly. That's what they call them. Yeah, it is. Then you do you. You do you. Yeah. We do not judge. Um, that salamander handy was on that piano. Or are we not yeah. get there yet? No, yeah, we did. So the, they go to the cello recital. The cellist is um, warming up and everyone's milling around. And he is actually there. Barnett is there and he's tuning the piano or whatever. Yeah, it's gross. Um, like, And there's like 10, 12, 20 FBI agents, agents looking for this guy. And he's just tuning the piano. And he's tuning this piano with a weird hand. With his weird hand. And like Mulder even walks by him. Yeah, it's so messed up. Which is infuriating, but a really like, cool, tense, suspenseful shot. Yeah. And then um, Salamander Guy takes out his gun, and he goes into the crowded theater, and bam, shoots Skull. He shoots Skull twice. She no. falls backwards onto the ground and lays prone. It was a really cool you shot. You were extremely upset. I was upset. No yeah, one shoots upset. my girl. Oh, my God. Just double tap Mulder. Yeah. I, he will take several bullets for her, Head I'm shot. sure. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> but, oh, Scully, no. Yeah. I knew she would be okay but it was pretty uh, actually pretty half upsetting. of me said no she's not going to be okay and then the next two episodes are going to be her in a hospital bed <laughs> and then i won't be able to handle it no that's i fair. wouldn't you just quit if yeah yeah if scully ever ends up i'm sure she will but i'm just gonna say i'm gonna rage quit right now you know okay. it you episode know 15 yeah <laughs> you'll have to do them all by yourself until she comes back <laughs> <laughs> it would just be an hour of you talking about poop jokes amazing yeah <laughs> so um 
Yeah, Mulder confronts this guy because he runs back onto the stage and he grabs the cellist and he uses her as a hostage. So it's kind of a repeat of the situation yeah. where he was first in with Mulder the first time he went to jail. Yeah. Um, and Mulder had hesitated previously and this time he does not hesitate and he just she shoots Salamander Hander. Um, right, right in the right in the, the the throat. Yeah, right in the throat. And um, the cellist is like Scully. I'm never inviting you to my recital again. Scully, this was the worst. Why do you have to make everything about you? Like, I almost <laughs> got shot, and you did get shot, and that's all I'm going to hear about for the next three weeks is like, <laughs> didn't you hear about how Scully got shot? Yeah, it was at my recital. <laughs> my beautiful which recital. Then was canceled because of a shooting. So, look, I'm not saying I'm upset. I'm just saying have a little sensitivity. <laughs> Is that the end? Well, the end is that um, there's a scene right after that where we see him on a table. Um, Barnett, we see Barnett on a table and he's died. There's a flat line. He flatlines. Yeah. Um, and then there's sort of a voiceover from Mulder saying like, in so many words, oh, I don't think we've seen the last of him. Oh, yeah. Because the um, Barnett had all the scientific stuff. Oh, yeah. And then they're like, what happened to it? And then it kind of goes to... Uh, the research that, that the doctor did about re-unaging, basically. Y- yeah. So we go to a locker, uh, like push in on a locker at a train station. Three something something. Yeah. Nine. I don't have a great memory. And then that's where Mulder kind of says, I don't think we've seen the last of him. So we are to understand that he will be coming back in yeah. the future. And he'll team up with Tombs. Yeah. And... Yellow eyes and blue eyes. <laughs> oh yeah yeah okay <laughs> you were not on board now i was like who is yellow oh, oh I yeah i'm not on board because these are the two spookiest kind of guys they are very spooky yeah, i don't yeah. like that uh, i don't like that well let's do let's do rating then okay um speaking of spooky i thought this was spooky <laughs> i agree i uh five alien thumbs up house how scared i was i'm gonna give it on the upper end of three yeah yeah, cool. I think it's 3.54. Yeah. Maybe not 4. I think it would be higher if it was one of those ones you had remembered from being a kid. Yeah, that's true. I would say 3.5 for sure. Yeah. Um, the home invasion situation I did not like uh, at all. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah. How about your rage scale? Uh, my rage scale, you know what? This was not so bad. I think I'm going to give it like a 4. Okay. So, I well, maybe a... No, I'll give it a three, I guess. It was good. Did you like it? Did you enjoy it? Well. <laughs> you just weren't mad at it. I wasn't mad at it. I but... mean, I wouldn't say I super enjoyed it. I enjoyed kind of like, I think the plotting was a lot better in this episode. Yeah. Um, that, especially because they kept the reveal that he was Benjamin, Benjamin Buttoning. Like, yeah, that until was good. closer to the end. So yeah. they did leave some cards to play later, which I thought was nice. They yes, it usually, wasn't. It they wasn't. Do it in the previous episode. It wasn't Mulder, like, just saying, this is how it is, and yeah. that's how it is. Yeah. I appreciated that. So I did, like, like the stuff they set up at the beginning, came back around near the end with Ridley. Yeah. And I, you know what? Okay, I'll give it a... I'll give it a three. I think it was quite well plotted. Okay, good. I'm so glad that for once... Mulder didn't know everything. Yeah, that was And nice. then he was kind of spooked, too. And yeah. I I appreciate Mulder being spooked because mm-hmm. he's spooky Mulder. There were definitely some nice things about this episode yeah. that I really liked. And this episode, I wasn't mad at Mulder, which was a refreshing change. Yeah, way to go, T-Tots. Yeah, spicy tea. Okay, um, so I thought I would do a Halloween-y personal X-File. Cool. Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Cause we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get affected, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X-File. Um, I mentioned before, this is all coming around. Uh, I spent my high school years in New Hampshire. Uh, more specifically, Londonderry, New Hampshire. Uh, shout out to the L-Town what? Uh, <laughs> And in Londonderry, well, outside Londonderry, New Hampshire, there's um, a place, a restaurant, um, on the Daniel Webster Highway, uh, outside. Uh, it's a tavern called the Common Man. Oh gosh, I think it's in Merrimack. Uh, I'm sure no one from New Hampshire is listening, so no one will correct me. <laughs> um, and this was kind of, this was a big deal in our high school, but kind of all over the area because this place was specifically like haunted. Um, 
back in the back in the early 2000s this is the big time for like those ghost hunter shows oh, yeah. and there were a couple of ghost hunter shows that came to this restaurant nice so everyone knew it was haunted for halloween um the seniors would specifically kind of go and stay the night there mm, um, interesting. i was a wiener so yeah. i actually did not go <laughs> shocking <laughs> Uh, but some kids uh, from my sci-fi and fantasy English class went, and they actually caught some stuff, like sounds. No video, um, nothing on video. But in the kitchen, they could hear some clickety clack clackety clangs, which is super creepy. Yeah, it is very creepy. Uh, so they, you know, they sat there in the dining room in the dark, and they heard things coming from the kitchen. Which when I heard, so they they would do that every Halloween sort yeah. of thing. Which I when I heard about it. It was, that's super creepy to me. That's like what I told you about me sleeping and then hearing yeah. something clang and I just freak out. So I wanted to read you, um, this is an article from a while ago about the common man, just the history of it um, and the unexplained events. Um, 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 uh, paranormal research, this is from an article in the New Hampshire like Times or whatever. Um, paranormal investigators were at the restaurant Thursday with their colleagues to prepare a stakeout in the 1790s era building. Now, we don't have like 1790s era buildings around here as much. Not Certainly not as much. No. no. Most of our buildings are from like 1910s. Like, like we have a fort. Yeah. And that's old. But this is like a tavern that's been around for a while. Um, that's the difference between East Coast, West Coast, man. Yeah. They they old as shit. They super old. Um, 1790s era building in attempt to catch visual or audio proof of paranormal activity. Uh, waiters, managers, cooks, and bartenders at the Daniel Webster Highway restaurant said they've experienced odd, unexplained phenomena on a summer uh, on a somewhat regular basis since it became the common man a few years ago. The unexplained events range from shadowy fingers and disembodied voices to objects moving apparently on their own volition. The shadowy figures was a big thing. Like, like, I think I mentioned this before. Like, when you sell a house in New England, you have to actually announce that if there was any paranormal activity. Yeah, like you that you mentioned that, yeah. Um, the shadowy figures is a big thing. Like walking around, and that's what terrifies me the most. Because oh, you know that feeling where it's like something has moved in the darkness. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Something is it's... just out there lurking. Oh my god. Jamie Sachs uh, managed the restaurant when it opened in 2005. So this was after that. I after I graduated. Because I'm old. Um, she's now an assistant manager at the Common Man in Ashland. Oh, there's two more Common Mans? I did not know that. I've certainly had things happen, she said. She describes seeing a shadowy figure in a particular doorway on more than one occasion in the basement, uh, which she said was part of the Underground Railroad. That's true. Uh, she heard a woman humming, but was unable to find anyone else in the room. Oh, oh my God. God. There have been several occasions when the lights have flickered when someone talked about the possibility of ghosts or spirits inhabiting the building, Sack said. I've experienced firsthand the weirdness around here, said server Julie Grant, a 27-year-old Merrimack resident. Several of the staff members said chairs had often been have to be set straight repeatedly and move without anyone being long and bottles of liquor fall or jump off the shelves for no explainable oh, reason that's, no good. that's not great at all no because you want to keep that liquor and drink it well maybe the ghosts are thirsty they just lap it up off the floor yeah the, uh, the 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 moving objects the the shadowy figures are scary like halloweeny but moving objects man jeez yeah. louise uh, bartender Ginger Monroe, a Nashua resident, vi vividly remember Father's Day 2007. She waited on two guests in one of the restaurant's several dining rooms, filled their water glasses, and moved on to another table when the couple went downstairs to the buffet. Uh, as she introduced to her to the second table, she heard a crash behind her and looked over in time to see the water glasses she had filled land upside down on the floor. The people at the second table said they saw them jump off the table. Things like that happen, Sack said. Glasses jump, lights f flicker. And the restaurant has a reputation, too. Sack said that many people, when they, w when they hear she worked at the Common Man in Merrimack, asked her if it was really haunted. Monroe says working in a restaurant has turned her into a believer. <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> She's my kind of girl. I don't know how to explain it, but I believe in it. Um, 
so yeah, a lot of people, there's lots of, if you Google common man, um, Merrimack, New Hampshire, they even have pictures and sound bites and videos of weird stuff happening. Um, so it was a Halloween tradition to, for high schoolers to kind of go there. Um, if they knew one of the servers kind of like sneak them in and mm-hmm. kind of spend the night. And I remember my friends had events there and would not go back sort of thing awesome. i actually never wanted to set foot in that place because i heard of all the creepy creepy <laughs> that does stories not surprise me about you um so it's halloween so if you're over in new hampshire new england area make sure to check out the common man on halloween because it's extra super spoopy spoops yeah and if you guys have any fun halloween stories yeah email us at double x files podcast at gmail.com we yeah. want to hear about them yeah i want to know what you did on halloween guys yeah uh, other, other than eat tons of candy that's what i'll be doing yeah that's what i'll be doing too <laughs> <laughs> um okay well this is the happiest time of year for us because of halloweeny stuff so have a great halloween guys and we'll see you on the other side uh, what oh shit <laughs> I was so that was a good Let's closing do predictions. too. Damn it. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Courtney, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Predictions, so, um, predictions. The title of season one, episode 17 is EBE. I was so, that was such a good closing too. Sorry, man. Okay, well, I did, wasn't listening. What was it? EBE. Uh, that's an alien thing. E- extraterrestrial bodily entity. Do you know what it something no something something i'm into aliens did i tell you that you did tell me that. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned it a time or two okay i think that's like that yeah extraterrestrial i want to say bodily something so i'm gonna say molder and skulls molder mm, there's a body involved there's an alien body involved and there's a race against time to go find it awesome and but there's a government cover-up of course yeah there's always a government cover-up Throat. deep throat yeah that's okay, easy that's solid well thank god well you know what i'm cool with the uh, alien episode because uh, officially our last alien episode was in fact gender bender yeah and fuck that oh my god yeah i'm gonna say that's pretty clearly a yeah. alien episode okay this sounds good yeah you ebe yeah 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 you do your sign off again no <laughs> i'm sorry until next time The truth Truth is is out out there. there. And a happy Halloween.